Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Saints lost their fifth straight game. Dallas wins, covers all numbers, 27-17 last night. Okay, so Taysom Hill is a conversation we'll have in a minute. But let's talk broadly about quarterbacks in the NFL and how important they are. Sean Payton is a maestro on offense. The coach of the Saints is a master. Is Andy Reid better on offense? Maybe. Is Josh McDaniels? Maybe. But there's no list of offensive coaches, head coach, offense coordinator, whatever. There's no list that has a top five without Sean Payton in it. And one of the great testaments to that was his record with a backup quarterback during the Drew Brees years. And you have Teddy Bridgewater, 5-0. and You have... Uh, you know, Taysom Hill winning games last year, even though AJ's probably pretty right about what he's saying. But what you can't do is you can't lose a Hall of Famer, have the backup in waiting, get hurt, and then think, and then have his backup, gets his hurt. backup come in, gets hurt, doesn't play great. And then, you know, again, we can debate Taysom Hill, how much he's getting paid and all that. But I don't care who you are, Bill Belichick with Cam Newton, who did not play great last year, and they were below 500. It was a miracle they got to seven and nine. This is a quarterback's league. And you might say, RJ, why are you stating the obvious? And it's like, what's not obvious is how extreme this reality is that it's. I've heard it described recently, and it really resonated with me. You've got the offense versus the defense, and then you have the individual player or the quarterback being a whole other thing. It's almost like this is a sport which is a team sport, offense versus defense, and then it's an individual sport, quarterback versus defense. Because in a weird way, if you have a great offense, 10 players and an average quarterback – you're not going to be all that good. But you know what? If you have average offense other than the quarterback and a great quarterback, you're good. I would rather, I mean, that's an interesting question, AJ. Would you rather have, let's just be specific with players. You like Josh Allen. Sure. To the point, if he was a minor, you would adopt him. I don't know about that. I mean, I mean uh, you know, I think th- I think it's fair to I'd say. I pat him on the head. Yeah, sure, a minimum <laughs> is the idea is if would you rather have Josh Allen, elite quarterback? Let's say I'm not sure about that, but let's call. Well, no, let's go Patrick Mahomes. Make it even better. Would you like to say Patrick Mahomes and an average offense, otherwise O line, running back, receiver, or the what Dallas has the best playmakers? You'd say. And in line, you think about it, Dallas, other than quarterback, has a great offense. Uh, Tampa's the other team you could make an argument okay, for. Okay, so pick one. Who would you rather have? Uh, but without Tom Brady and without Dak? I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But you're uh, going to have to pick between Dallas. First, you would take between Dallas and Tampa. Oh, which I, offense which, which is one? I, let's, go, let's go Dallas. Okay, I, I, would take, I would take Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so when you have a situation that the quarterback, the one player, is worth more than the other 10 on offense and is worth more than the defense 
Because no one's going to debate, would you rather have the Steelers defense and Patrick Mahomes and the Steelers defense gets big bent? No, no, no. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so... To say this is a team sport is feels wrong at this point. There's team elements, and then there's how good's the quarterback. And all you got to do is look at the one year record, five year record, ten year record, and say stack rank the quarterbacks, and pretty much the team's records are going to be lined up with them. Try it; it's true. Yeah, Taysom Hill last night did was not good enough to win, no matter who was around him. And listen, it's fair to what you're saying. They. The Saints, I don't know who can win with what they've got right now. There's no playmakers. There's no running back. There's no tackles. Well, who's to win? Meaning, a bad quarterback's not going to be able to win. An average isn't. But what would Patrick Mahomes do? They would be better than they were last night. Certainly better than they were last night. But Taysom Hill, clearly not Patrick Mahomes. Four interceptions. Did run for 101 yards, the third player this season to run for over 100 yards. So that's third quarterback. Third quarterback, yeah, to run over for, for over 100 yards. And actually had 264 yards passing. Of course, 70 of it came on a uh, prop busting uh, touchdown pass at, at the very end of the so game for me. Let's talk about it. So, how much time was left? Uh, a minute. Right, a minute left, and what was the? And your pick was under thirty-three and a half. Four for Deontay uh, Deontay Harris. Okay, and how many yards did he have? Twenty-six. Okay, so I think I think he had about seven to go, right? Seven and a half to go. <laughs> yeah, so it would take eight to lose. Yep. And then you're watching the game closely. Oh yes. How'd you feel? Uh, I didn't feel great because at that point, game script was just the Saints chucking it around, hoping something would happen. And anytime I yeah, saw number still, 11. You didn't feel great when they had a couple plays left? I, just, I was feeling good. I'm not going to lie. You're not feeling great there. You might not. Maybe it's a bad. Maybe you should bet more over. The problem was they threw a pick <laughs> six, and I wanted them to just get a pick and not score on that pick six. Uh, but here's the nice thing about your loss it's going to make a sexy scar. It's going to make a <laughs> 70 yard touchdown pass to Deontay Harris. How long do you want to keep talking about it? Just, I mean, it's, it's, now, what's your record right now in props? At 13 and 5. Not as good as 14 and 4. Not as good. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings, seven and a half point favorites at the Lions. I like the Lions here, and here's why. One, the Lions play hard. We know that. They have a good ATS record, above 500. You're making money betting on the Lions this year. But Minnesota has one big flaw in the eyes of the analytics community. They run too much. Zimmer is too old school. Now, we can debate if that's correct or not, but that's the belief. And I think it's partially correct. When does Minnesota play their best offense? Is when they fall behind in games. Cousins has been great from behind. Why? Because they're forced to throw more. They're forced to throw more. And that is something that the analytics people believe is something they should be doing anyway. So if some art or some outside influence, the score in this case, when they're behind Minnesota, forces them to throw, that's why they come back so well. Because when they throw, they're a much better team, Minnesota, on offense. But you know what? When you're a seven and a half point favor, you're not going to be throwing all that much in theory. You're going to be sitting on leads. So if they do even get up by 10, Detroit, I think the back door is open. So because of that and how hard Detroit fights, I think Minnesota's a good play. The Lions had been alternating good performances and bad, and you said it's kind of hard to keep getting, getting up and after it every week. They've had three good showings in a row, close losses like or ties. It seems like it's bucking that. And remember, they still have zero losses or wins. And if all you do as a winless team, if all you do is bet winless teams like after week five, 
five, you're making money because no one wants a piece of them. By the way, Dalvin Cook officially out for Minnesota running back. Arizona Cardinals minus seven and a half at the Chicago Bears. Kyler Murray, when he's hurt, does not play well at all. Certain quarterbacks can be hurt. Brady had a torn up knee to some degree last year. Didn't even know it. But when Kyler gets hurt, he doesn't have the willingness, the inclination to run. And his ability at five foot five or so, <laughs> with his ability, he's short. His ability to run the ball is a key part of that offense. And last year, there were like a there was a four game stretch, and he was banged up his off throwing shoulder, and he did not run. He ran about half as much, if not less. And boy, you remember they finished the season what one in seven straight up when he and he was banged up for a big chunk of that. So the line will move, and it's like, oh, he's back. If he's not a hundred percent, I look to fade. Not necessarily in this game. But I look to fade Kyler Murray in those cases. Akeem Hicks out. Mario Edwards out on that defense. Roquan Hicks, Smith. Hicks very important on and, the defense. The on-off with him is astronomically important. And Roquan Smith questionable. He may be the, the best linebacker in the league this year. So I, I could only look at Arizona. Uh, Tampa, minus 11 at the Falcons. Okay, if you look at the score of the first matchup, and whenever you have... A, uh, a second division game. Obviously, you want to look closely at the first game. It looks like Tampa Bay blew them out. If you look a little closer, this was a close game all the way into the third quarter, late third quarter, and thus it was a little bit deceiving. And keep that in mind. And AJ, you've got a real good thought about the most key player on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the, the about running... Daryl Patterson yes. and how, how important they, it is to have him back. And without him, they were a disaster on offense because they really only had Kyle Pitts as the only option on offense. You add in that second dimension to the offense, and they've been much better with him on the field. And we've talked about going from zero to one means something. Playmakers Going from one to two means a lot. And the on-offs there are, are, again, astronomical. So, his if you look back in the last four or five games, make sure you know the ones that Patterson was out. The Philadelphia Eagles now given a full touchdown at the New York Jets. I played this on the podcast on Wednesday at six and a half. Brilliant. And the line just goes. I mean, I'm not saying I caused that line move. I'm not saying I didn't. I have no comment on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But what I'll say here is that I still kind of like him. I don't, you know, I got, you know, my piece in, but the Jets won, but they didn't play well last week. And Wilson looked horrible. You had a stat on his QBR. It was like under 11, right? His QBR was 9.8. His four interception game against New England in week two was 10.0. So it was worse than the game that he threw four picks against Belichick. And it was like one of the... Didn't you have some stat? It was the worst since 2011 or something? He is right now. His QBR is the worst since any quarterback who's who's played in 2011. Blaine Gabbert in 2011. So a decade ago. Yeah. The name, I mean, there's some PTSD reactions here in <laughs> playing Gabbard. Uh, and Philadelphia, if you look, they actually played really well offensively against the Giants, other than a few interceptions. Listen, they matter, but they're not all that predictive moving forward. So, in general, yeah, Brady throws less than certain people. 
But in general, interceptions swing games so much. You can make the case Philly should have cleanly won that game. They didn't. Everyone's down on them now, or at least a little down. But remember, no team has been bet more than Philadelphia in the last six weeks by the sharpest of the sharps. And speaking of the line move, AJ, and again, I don't want to act like this is something that I did. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Not saying that. Yeah. All right, Ace. Indianapolis Colts minus 10 at the Texans. Okay. I The Texans, I've never canceled anyone. <laughs> the Texans are canceled. Good. Thank God you've done this. I mean, I, I really, truly believe I'm like one in seven with them. In fact, I after they lost last week, I recorded myself and my thoughts on them. <laughs> Yeah. And actually that it's funny you would think that was it. That was before I started drinking. And then So that's all I got to say there. <laughs> kind of like uh, on that team, Houston. Kind of like um, what was it, Forrest Gump? You know when he would say, "That's all I have to say." That's all I got to say. Exactly, kind of like that, but not in the, that voice. <laughs> Colts, how motivated are they? Whenever you're playing a favor, a big favor, double-digit favor, what's their motivation to get margin? This is a team that can't come close to losing a game. They lose one that they're supposed to win. It's over, Johnny. So, to me, you might question the motivation. But, boy, what team would you rather have up 10, let's say you're pushing, with the ball with nine minutes left in the game, the team that's going to run it down their throat and and just want to bully them? The Colts have extended their leads this year because of the offense, the way they run. If I had had, had a forced pick in this game, I'm not going to play it, forced pick, would be on the Colts. First matchup, Jonathan Taylor, 145 yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns. Just dominated that team with the run game. The LA Chargers, plus three at the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, Chargers plus three at the Bengals. This is one we had a big dispute on in the podcast. And the first thing we got to realize here is Cincinnati is clearly better than the Chargers in the eyes of the betting market. Three points is no longer the home field standard. It's less than that. And they're saying since he's better. I think if you asked a bunch of people about that, they would say otherwise. Right now, it, 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 it feels like you're going to get a lot of Chargers money on Sunday, come game day. And I think that a lot of the love of the Chargers was Staley, was a new coach, fresh face, kind of a genius, was the rumor. We're starting to see now. He was a coordinator for one year. Then he started going for it on all those fourth downs. You know what? They were like 9 out of 11 at one point. You bought in, AJ. I did. I was a sucker. Yeah, you got the fat head. Yeah. And, Not the Staley fathead. I went with the Herbert. Yeah, well, you like a, a good-looking guy. Sure. <laughs> and so, I, I'm handsome. Handsome. So Strapping. I personally am suspicious of handsome people. <laughs> I'm like, what are they hiding? Why do they look so good? <laughs> so I have not. Bought, did I buy into Herbert? I, he's good. I like him on the Steelers, but he isn't ready. I don't think. I just say this. I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals as well. Bad matchup as well. The way the Bengals have run the ball against a, a bad a bad defense DVOA run against the run. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. 
twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup since starts fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. AJ, you've got your best bet in college and my best bet in the NFL, correct? Yes, sir. What game do you got? I'm going to go with the big one. The MAC Championship. And I've got a total, RJ. You're going to love this. What? This is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. Said very ironically. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Illinois, Kent State, over 74. Not unlike last week's value. Kent, There's got to be value. Not there. unlike last week's <laughs> Kent State game. This is about them being the best offense and the worst defense in the MAC. They're not going to make any stops. Northern Illinois' quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, is terrible. Yet in the prior matchup, he threw for 532 yards and three touchdowns against Kent. The final score of that game was a combined 99. Kent games have gone over 80 points five times this year, over 90 twice. If the, the other team, coming to an end, if the other team has a pulse on offense, they fly over, and they're playing indoors, so we don't have to worry about MAC weather. MAC championship game over 74 points. Yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. MAC totals, baby. MAC totals. That's right. Uh, if Big it wins, times. If it wins, it's okay. And now, RJ, let's get to your best bet. Okay. I love this. Love it. But don't bet more than you can afford to lose the Denver Broncos. Why? Well, there's all this Andy Reid off a of bye. Andy Reid off a of bye. Okay. But it's built into the line already. This line shouldn't be nine and a half. Chiefs have beat the Broncos 11 times in a row, RJ. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Uh oh. Barney at the oh, bar wait. told me that. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm canceling. No. Here's the thing the Chiefs win, but they don't cover. And I'm not saying play Denver on the money line. What I'm saying here is that Vic Fangio is a defensive guru. And you know what his default defense is? Too high safety. It's keeping everything in front of them. What we've seen from Kansas City is the teams that can run that effectively do a great job of stopping them this year. The teams that can't, can't, because they can't run that defense. And if you look at this renaissance of the Kansas City offense, it's been driven by opponents who are not suited to play too high safety, which is just a fancy way or a technical way way of saying, don't give up the deep ball. Ideally, play man press on the corners. Don't give him the short ball either. Make him beat you in the middle. And you know what? He can for a while, but Mahomes doesn't seem to have the patience. So I think Denver is built, is built to defend Kansas City at this point with this new way of defending them. And the Chiefs haven't been... Everyone thinks they're back. They're the second favorite to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. They scored more than 20 points once in the last seven games. They're not back. Best bet, Denver Broncos plus nine and a half. 